Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Maybe I just need you and Rick to talk because it <laughs> we, is so loud can, in here. We can do that. Now, let me – I've still got the caller board up, so do you, and we got a call for Trey Biddy. You want to just go ahead and take it? Yeah, I'll just Let's do, do that. Go ahead and do that, Rick. Okay. All right. Here is Hog Springs. He's got a, a question or comment for Trey Biddy. Go right ahead. Yeah, and actually I've got two questions here, and, and one of them being I really love what we're doing in the in the transfer portal. Um, and I see we got another one. we got it, got it flipped from uh, Michigan State today, another DB. Trey, do you see any of these guys trying their hand at safety um, where we really need a, a little more depth? And, and my second question is, is there a way we can get an NIL deal for Navy Mike? Because that just makes good radio when you can get Rick and Randy and even Trey. If he could be on with Trey, get them stirred up. That makes great radio, guys. And I'll get off here and listen. Thank you. Okay. Well, I don't think you have to worry about the last question, uh, Trey. But if you want to tackle the first one, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, they signed so many, uh, you know, added so many defensive backs. I, I th- think it makes sense. You know, there wasn't – I think maybe there's maybe a little better quality for them at corner um, with some of the guys. They just obviously got a commitment today from uh, Keon Stewart, who was committed – or, excuse me, was a TCU player uh, and had uh, committed to Michigan State. But somewhere they're going to – you know, they're going to have to move somebody to safety. Um, you know, they uh, Quincy McAdoo's situation – uh, you know, you hear a lot of different things. He's not going to be ready for football. He's, you know, it's more serious. He's, um, you know, versus, you know, some people's like, you know, I heard he will be ready. You know, there's there's a lot of mis, something's misinformation out there. Uh, but, you know, I think you got to make sure that you, you know, make sure that you're deep at every spot, uh, you know, and you're able to do that at the transfer portal. So, you know, you have to make sure that you, you feel good about your depth at cornerback. But these guys, these positions these days are all so interchangeable. They work guys at different positions uh, because of that very reason. You know, they want all the players in the secondary to know everybody else's responsibility, and that will in turn make you a better player. And as we know over the years, cornerbacks have gotten bigger and taller and safeties have gotten you know kind of smaller and more like cornerbacks so uh, from a body type you know you 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 might have guys that are kind of similar obviously you're looking for guys that can tackle a little bit better at safety and especially at nickel uh, and guys that can cover a little bit better at cornerback so it'll be interesting to see what they do but uh yeah i would expect somebody to to end up playing safety for them okay out of these right, we guys. got another caller with uh, questions for trey biddy it's uh, charlie and camden charlie thanks for calling What's up, uh, Trey? Uh, I've got a lot of things said, and I don't know if you even talked about this, but it's so early. Obviously, uh, I was watching a podcast, and KJ was on there, and they had Arkansas ranked 29th in the country and fifth in the SEC West. But I, I, you know, and I understand it. I get it. You coming off last year and what happened, and your change of coordinators and things of that nature. But I was thinking about the year before last where the team went 8-4, and four, and there were a few games in there. Actually, every game was close, except for the Georgia game, when you talk about SEC-wise for the most part. Um, did, 
in my opinion, I think this team probably stealing is nine or ten wins, and and at worst, probably six or seven, because I think you are going to get a lot of close games in this league. But one of the things I do want to touch on, KJ in the two-minute situation a couple years back, he was really good. I, I don't know if there's a – and last year, obviously, you know, there were different situations, but I, I'm hoping Dan can continue to help him with that. There's something about him in the two-minute situation. He might go 19 of 35, but it's like in that situation, I feel like he's going to make a play. I feel like he's going to come through. I think he just has that clutch scene in him. So I was wondering what you thought about that uh, trade, and then I'll hang up with All right, Charlie. Thanks for calling. I think it's big having your starting quarterback returning, especially when he's a multi-year starter. Uh, that's that's huge. I mean, and I think they have weapons on offense. I don't think weapons on offense are um, – you know, the offense in general was a huge problem last season until they got in some short yardage situation. Hopefully they fix that with a change in strength, Coach. But, uh, you know, he does have two new offensive tackles that he's that he's got to make sure that he trusts. Uh, but you have some weapons in the passing game. You have some weapons, uh, you know, at running back. Um, defensively, there's a lot of new there's a lot of new on defense and and there's you know we talked about you know what generally makes a good Arkansas team well the team that's led by players from Arkansas and you know you, you know having a, a good number of guys like that you go back to the 2009 or excuse me the 2019 team uh, had, a, had a lot of key Arkansas players uh, native Arkansas on that team uh, some of the other best teams that Arkansas has had Brett Bielma's uh, best team in 2015 a lot of Arkansans uh, Petrino's teams uh, and uh, 10 and 11, a lot of Arkansans, nuts, uh, better teams. Uh, you go back to 2006, um, you know, seven, uh, and before that, a lot of Arkansas guys. This team doesn't have that, but they do have a lot of seniors. In fact, more seniors than I can remember them having in the modern era of 90, excuse me, 85 scholarships uh, with 25. A lot of those are thanks to the transfer portal. And so it's it's harder than ever, I think, to judge a top 25 because – of the transfer portal, you're able. Teams are able to just to quickly fix. You used to be able to make, you know, a top 25 uh, that you feel maybe decent about based on, you know, last season and who they lost because you kind of knew who they had coming back. And this year, you know, and, and last year especially, um, it's just been different. And so I think it's hard to figure out a top 25. But usually, if you have a starting quarterback returning who's been good for you, um, that's usually a good indicator there. Um, but, you know, you also have to look at the schedule. The schedule is difficult every single year in the SEC. I just think this year's coming up is particularly tricky because, you know, you're looking at having, what, the first seven weeks of the season you got two games in Fayetteville? Yeah. You know, that's yeah. not that's not good. I mean, no. even fan experience, that's not good. Uh, the first ten weeks you're looking at having three games in Fayetteville. I mean, and that's Kent State, BYU, and Mississippi State, mm-hmm. and then you have a bye week, and then you're off to Florida, you know, and that's that, all that follows. I mean, I just I keep looking at that four-game stretch at LSU, Texas A&M in Arlington, at Ole Miss, and at Alabama. That's September 23rd through the 30, through the 14th. That's basically from the 16th to the 21st, the 16th of September to the 21st of October. That's like, what, 34 days without a game in Fayetteville? That's a long time. In in September and October. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about this before on the show. And you can say, well, you know, Arkansas, partly it's Arkansas fault because they're playing that game in Arlington. 
Yeah. The SEC could have helped them a little. They they know they that. They know yep. that, and to have the first four games outside of uh, Fayetteville is really unfair. Now this is, we're, we've said this for this is the last time Arkansas hosts that game, isn't it, in Arlington? Yes. A and M mm-hmm. hosts it next year, and then it's then the contract's over. It's valuable for Arkansas to play in that stadium. Do Do you see if the SEC goes to nine games, which I think they will, do you see Arkansas attempting to schedule a non-conference game at AT and T Stadium? Uh, I think we're a little burned out on that. Maybe wait a while and, okay. and, uh, and bring that back, hopefully. But, uh, you know, there's I, – I like a home-and-home, home, you know. I mean, yeah. the, playing in the, you know, NFL stadium and stuff is fun and everything every once in a while. But, man, just being bound to it, it just – I don't yeah. know, it kind of takes the fun out of it a little bit. I like, you know, a trip to Provo, Utah or, um, you know – I mean, and, yeah. and they've got – I mean, they've got games scheduled out for yeah. a long time. Right. You know, there's Stillwater, Utah. They go to Utah. I feel like okay. they're scheduled out to Oklahoma State until in like 2030 or something. Yeah, so. something like that. Yeah, the uh, yeah. let's see, I've got it. They've got uh, yeah, 2032. They play at Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. and uh, let's see, 2027. They actually go to Tulsa. 2026. They're at Utah. We've certainly enjoyed that trip to Provo. Obviously, it's Utah's. In Wait, a at Tulsa. Town. Yeah, at Tulsa in 2027. Arkansas is playing a game at Tulsa. I've I've got it on. I've got it written down here from years ago. Uh, that that was done years ago. Now whether that's still on there or not, but yeah, they play Oklahoma Surely State. Surely they'll buy that out and change play at it. Oklahoma State at Tulsa. Now here's the other thing: is this is before they go to a nine-game conference season. So mm-hmm. if they do that, they're going to have to buy out some games. Uh, you mentioned 2024. If twenty in twenty twenty four, if it goes to a nine conference schedule, you've got four. There's four non conference games on there. There's UAPB at Oklahoma. Next year they go to Stillwater at at Oklahoma State in twenty twenty four, Kent State and Louisiana Tech. So somebody's going to have to come off that schedule, right? Yeah, I, I still can't believe at Tulsa. I mean, how many how many seats does Tulsa have? I have no idea, but they're 30? playing. Maybe they're playing, probably they're playing Tulsa in Fayetteville in twenty six. And then they also get Tulsa in 29, so it looks like a twofer. They got two Fayetteville games for one game at Tulsa. Well, who did that? <laughs> Probably Jeff Long. I don't know. Ugh. And then uh, you've got 2025 is when Notre Dame comes here. I've heard nothing about rescheduling the game at South Bend. Have you? No. Yeah. But no. I, but I got to believe Notre Dame's going to say, okay, now that COVID wiped out the game, that's not Arkansas's fault. Mm-hmm. Is Arkansas still going to get the home game and maybe not have to go to Notre Dame? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to go to Notre Dame. So yeah, I, would too. I was disappointed about the Michigan one. I, I'm real disappointed about this Tulsa. Whoever thought that was a good idea? That's just <laughs> man. Well, you're not going to like you? twenty. You're not going to like going to Memphis either. Twenty twenty five at Memphis. Not well, at least that. that stadium's decently sized and yeah, it's a Liberty but, Bowl stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't love that either, uh, but yeah, <laughs> schedules make uh, make a big difference in how good you are. I mean, we know that from playing in the SEC uh, versus teams that don't have to do that and maybe have an easier road uh, to get to the national championship. But uh, as we saw, you know, TCU obviously had an easier road than probably any SEC team had, and mm-hmm. you know, it showed when they they played a team like Georgia. Yeah. Now, I have to, I'm really sorry I broke that news to you. I, I yeah, I'm disappointed by it. I don't and, like that. And, again, I, I wrote this down 
before the 2020 season. I, and I, I don't know where I was picking them up, but you get tidbits, and maybe this was Tulsa released it. I don't know if even Arkansas released it. So because mine goes back to 2020, when Arkansas was supposed to play out Notre Dame but didn't, and mm-hmm. and then I've got them through 2023 or 33 at Oklahoma State in 32, and Oklahoma State at home in 33. Yeah. So you know, on the 177 model i just don't see how that works i mean no that's not gonna happen i don't know why anybody i don't know why they're even acting like like so georgia's not gonna play auburn or florida one of those teams every year or no you know if georgia keeps auburn then alabama's not gonna play auburn no you know or alabama's not gonna play tennessee that's just not that's just not gonna work it's not no it'll be three six don't you think i mean i think it's obvious Texas I thought it's is, obvious from the first time I heard it. Yeah. Texas, if you're going to play nine, that's right. If you're going to play eight, it's there's a simple way you can do that, too. But if you're going to play nine, that's the way they got to do it. And the, and the point is, uh, they're going to have to they're going to do it this. Uh, they're going to have to do it at the uh, SEC meetings this year because mm-hmm. you're talking about 2024. And again, if they do nine games, everybody's got to get out of contracts. Everybody does. Because mm-hmm. everybody's got 12 games scheduled, and you're going to have to get rid of one. And our, but the SEC has the money to do that. By the way, we, we're going to te- we're going to let our listeners know that uh, Randy is at the uh, Arkansas One Tour, and Sam Pittman will join our program at 5:30. So Trey, you're you're the you are preceding Sam Pittman. How about that? Better than following. Is there something you'd like us to ask, Sam Pittman? Um, you get him well, a lot I mean, more if than he we can do, comment but... at all on on Quincy McAdoo's status. Okay, I don't know if he's willing to do that or not, but um, that's certainly something that a lot of people are wondering about. Yeah, how he's that's... doing overall and what his future looks like. Yeah, that's a very good question. You're right. Is this a good idea going around the state with people like Pittman and Hunter Urichek and going to you know that I do they even do Razorback Club meetings anymore? Is, is this in place of that? I believe they do. If I've they not do, been to one in a while. Yeah, but. I'm. I'm wondering if they do because that's that's the way they used to get coaches into all these uh, other areas of Arkansas, but now this uh, one Arkansas tour. I guess we'd have to ask that. I, if we get Hunter Urichek on, I'll, I'll ask him. I don't want to ask. I don't want to ask Sam Pittman. I mean, he's although he'd know. You know, it's mm-hmm. interesting. That's how Coach Broyles built the program, going all over the state, and he did it tirelessly. There have been yeah. coaches since then that really didn't care for that, <laughs> going right. to every Razorback Club meeting. Houston Nutt did, though. Oh, he was great, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was really, yeah. really John good. Pelfrey, I, he did it, but he, he was just late all the time. Really? Even at the Razorback Club things? Yeah, he seemed are, like are he was you, late to you... everything. <laughs> He was your all-time favorite coach, wasn't he? All-time. Right up there at the top. <laughs> he and Chad Morris. There you go. Chad Morris at least recruited well while he was here. Okay, so, sure. give you yeah. a, okay, so we're going to ask about Quincy McAdoo. Anything else you want us to ask him? we got about a minute left here with you. So I would say I would say we ask a little bit about like what the caller asked about earlier, about maybe um, shifting players to safety who might be a candidate oh, okay. uh, to move from corner to safety. I would say that's a big thing. Other than that, I mean, I think everything's kind of fallen into place with, I mean, the offense, the defense. It's just uh, I think the secondary is a, is a good thing to – kind of tilt towards now 
I know that he leans on Marcus Woodson and Darren Wilson a lot to to organize things back there. That's why he hired them as coordinators, as um, well as Marcus Woodson as a passing game coordinator. Uh, but I think those are definitely pertinent questions. Well, I'm guessing he does have conversations with them. So oh, no doubt. If we no ask doubt. him that question, he ought to be able to answer it. No doubt, but he relies on their expertise. Yeah, well, that's good. And, and I think he's hired some really good coaches on that side, and it's made yeah. a major impact. In I would ask him also what he thinks about the recruiting prowess of his new coaches. I, I mean, I know he's going to talk highly of that, but uh, as any coach would, but I know that he means it too. <laughs> okay. All right, we're going to ask him those questions. Okay. And tomorrow we'll ask you more questions, Trey. Tell him I said hello. Okay. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. That's Trey Bye. Biddy.